Hello and welcome to the Track Talk podcast. Today we will be talking about the British Grand Prix and oh my goodness, what a race it was. I'm joined by Charlotte to chat about everything that happened on that Sunday and Saturday. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, what, what a race. I mean, that was an amazing British Grand Prix. Not only is it just a great one because of all the fan support, like... I, obviously, you were one of them. You were there, Dan. Um, Picking it up. But it just felt so electric, but so much happened and such good racing we saw. Like, oh, it, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> brilliant. I'm really happy with it. Best race of the season, definitely, by far. Oh, 100%. It was so much happened. I don't know how we're going to talk about everything. We'll probably miss some stuff out. Please don't hate us. I'm very sorry. But before we get to the F1, I just want to really quickly mention W Series. I don't know if you watched it, um, but Jamie Chadwick, we talked about this in the preview, she won by like 19 seconds. I'm sorry, but she is too good for that series. About three laps and she was so far in the lead, I was baffled when I was watching it. I was like, how is that possible? I know yeah, you like W Series. I do. Um, I unfortunately actually didn't get to see the race. However, I saw that she won. And when I saw that she won and she was on the top step of the podium, I thought, firstly, brilliant because obviously we have a British driver. We also had, is it Abby Pulling, who was P3? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was lovely to see the Brits on the podium. But like we've said before, and even when I saw that she came first, I thought, why is she in W Series still? It is ridiculous. And I didn't even know that's how far ahead she was by everyone. Like, I mean, don't quote talent, me on 19, but it was something I've, crazy. But like... It was evident that there was a huge gap then between her and the people behind yes. because she's just another level. And I think she's won every single race of the 2022 season so far. Um, and, you know, a different team. Yes, you know, similar cars and all that stuff. It's not the same as F1 in that respect. Um, but she, she, just, she just needs to have the next step in her career because she's just blowing it out of the waters it's not really much more to say i've just she's just incredible it was crazy and honestly once she pulled away from pole there's never even a moment she i don't think she'd made one steering error unbelievable anyway let's move on because we've got so much f1 to talk about but just thought that was worth a mention because it was insane right we're going to go through team by team but let's talk about the crash that happened at the start i haven't watched the race back yet I've watched the crash back, obviously, because that was quite a big thing. Oh, that was scary. That was really scary. What What were your thoughts on TV? Because I don't know how much the cameras picked up. Well, this is what I want to say. I'm intrigued about what you saw because you were by the start-finish rate, uh, which, you know what? I want to get that ticket next year. It looked really cool. Anyways, I cool. digress. Um, <laughs> the TV coverage, if I'm honest, the, the whole situation was terrifying to be honest because you saw them all kind of pull away like i saw ham have the most insane start he just like oh like, that was crazy he just like he started and everyone else didn't almost because <laughs> he just came into the middle and everyone else was just kind of poodling and then in the distance you just saw an alfa romeo on its head just skidding into the side and i was like oh my god not only is that car spun out i was like that car is upside down. And the worst part was, was we didn't see any coverage, which what felt like an eternity. And we didn't have updates on Joe, which is what worried me even more. We saw like George got out the car and ran over. And I thought, oh my goodness. Big up, by the way. That is pretty what? incredible sportsmanship. That is incredible. It was so selfless. It is so lovely. And especially watching the fans' footage where you can see it a lot more closely, seeing him actually step on the tyre barriers and like really urging all the marshals to come across. And obviously, as well, Alex Albon had a quite a big crash into the concrete barriers. And even then, uh, I think on onboard footage, you can see him go, no, don't worry about me. Go and see Joe. Mm. Um, which, once again, is just... Yeah, but so so thankful he is okay how he's actually so okay <laughs> is honestly remarkable it 
honestly shows the leaps and bounds that F1 has gone through the last few years of safety, but the importance of the halo once again, because without that halo, it would be a completely different situation. And I just, yeah, see, I can't, I cannot believe it that it skidded across the gravel and then kept going and then jumped over the tire barrier onto the fencing to protect the crowd. And it's just all this stuff, like, you just kind of can't believe it. But yeah, waiting to hear back of how he was and how the situation was unfolding felt like forever. So I have no idea what it was like in person. It wasn't great. Um, I mean, I think it was a pretty freak accident. Like, tyre face to tyre face doesn't normally flip a car like that. And then he flipped on the gravel, clipped the tyres and flipped again. I don't know how that sequence of events happened. It's quite rare to see a crash at Abbey at all, because it's not really a braking zone. Well, it's not no, a braking zone at like, all. They just fly through it. Yeah, you just don't... We haven't really seen a crash that early at Silverstone. Like, you know, on no. turn one for... I don't even know when. Um, But yeah, it was pretty horrific, to be honest, from where I was, because I was directly opposite the line, practically. So I all saw them go. I had my phone out, I was filming it. Saw them go, and then... You know, it's quite far. It's quite a long straight. It's quite far in the mm. distance. And we just kind of heard like a screech of tyres and then saw like this huge puff of smoke. And then everyone just kind of going, oh, my God, massive crash. But we had no idea who was involved or anything. Yeah. Saw George's car first and everyone kind of went, oh, that's depressing. Saw Albon's car and everyone kind of went, oh, no, this is getting worse and worse. And then no one else really knew what happened apart from some man in front of me who seemed to have like laser eyes. And he was like... So who's the first alpha? And I was like, oh, it was Joe. And he was like, oh, he's in the barrier. And I was like, what do you mean in the barrier? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean in the barrier? Like he's crashed into the tire barrier. And he was like, no, no, he's flipped over the barrier. And I was like, so sorry, what? Um, so yeah, we but I hadn't really seen it. And then it was a red flag. And then probably about five ambulances went past me. Four or five ambulances went oh, past gosh. me. They're all gathered at the end. Red flag, no replays, that many ambulances. <laughs> I mean, you fear the worst. Well, that's it was thing, horrible. It was absolutely when... horrible. Exactly. Like when you have coverage that pulls away and doesn't show you replays, you think, oh, no. It, you know, it brought flashbacks of most recently, like Grosjean. Yeah. Um, and you just thought, oh, no. And the, I think the earliest update we had was, like, he's conscious and he's on a stretcher. And you thought, oh, my God, like, what does that mean, though? And then right at the end of the race, though, there's just there's TV footage of him having a chat with uh, I think Stefano Domenicali. Like he's yeah. just like yeah you know like uh, and it's like what? It's just like insane. Like, I just you see the images of his car looking absolutely smashed to pieces basically, um, and it's just remarkable that yeah it's just so, it's, I am speechless basically. I'm just so thankful that he is okay because. It was a very, very, very scary incident. Um, and once again, thank you to all the marshals and F1 for, yeah. you know, tr doing their best in that situation. And once again, shout out to uh, George Russell. Yeah, yeah. To be fair to Russell, he probably could have carried on if he'd stayed in his car. Um, Ocon's wheel, by the way, completely snapped practically off and he managed to get yes. back in that race. So fair play to the Alpine mechanics there. But, yeah, we had no idea what had gone on. We were trying to piece together sort of what had happened because we hadn't seen any footage of it at all. We literally just had our eyes from about 400 metres away. Um, pretty terrifying. And then when we find out what happened and saw the replays, you know, everyone in the grandstand was just like, oh, my God. Like, how is... You just felt that, oh, as he hit the barrier, kind of ripple. Mm. And it was pretty... Yeah, it was not nice. It was not nice at all. But I don't want to use the words blessing in disguise, but it was almost a blessing in disguise because uh, just up oil protesters stormed the track. Don't really know where oh. at some point um, yes, and literally sat near, on the track. Um, was it near the Wellington Strait, actually? It was somewhere along there. Yeah, I think it was there because I remember seeing footage of it near like what, you know, like one of the kind of like bridge, if you want to say, like, yeah. near a hill and stuff. But, thank for the love of God, there was a red flag and the cars were literally crawling at that point. If the cars had been going at 200 miles an hour down that straight, all together in a pack, because it was lap one, I dread to think what would have happened. So, thankfully, they were crawling. I think Bottas on the radio was like, uh, there's some people on the track, like a bit confused. Um, 
We're in the same colour as the Marshalls as well, which really threw me at first, because I was like, why are the Marshalls just sat on the track? And then I was like, oh, okay, they're not Marshalls then. Um, but yeah, pretty stupid. There's not really a lot more to say. But no, that red flag probably like... saved a lot of injuries without meaning to kind of thing. Yeah, and it's, you know, I think Lewis put up a thing of going like, you know, I'm all for people protesting their their beliefs and things like that. But to do it like this was absolutely ridiculous because, mm. like you're saying, we could have had fatalities here and for the sake of them, like, for what, you know? I don't think it was necessarily against Formula One. I think it was just against motorsport or, like, just cars and fuel consumption and things. But, yeah, like you say, thank goodness that nothing actually did happen and um, I think the police escorted them off site or I don't know what else happened but yeah I mean sorry but it's stupid <laughs> basically Fair. Fair. the, the police is, knew yeah. that this was going to happen they tweeted out on Friday that they know of plans right. for a protest and said please don't do it blah 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 there was a lot more police presence compared to last year and it still happened so I'm not really yeah. sure how thank god there was a red flag because that would have been pretty horrendous and I dread to think if there wasn't but yeah, glad to see Albon's okay. Glad to see Joe's okay. Very selfless action from Russell. Fair play to the Alpine mechanics for somehow mending Alonso's car. And Sonoda's. Obviously, AlphaTauri mechanics for Sonoda's. I think that's all to say on the crash. Hopefully, we don't see another one like it. Because that was terrifying. Yes, agreed. Right, let's go through some teams. Um, in, in no particular order, really. Uh, let's start with Haas. What a weekend. What a weekend for Haas. Uh, K-Mag P10, Schumacher P8, I can't even talk Woo! about this. Charlotte, you've been bigging him up all year. Just have your I have. I have, because you know what? We have all heard on this podcast, Jay and Dan going, mm, Mick Schumacher, yeah, 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 yeah. he's only there because of his dad's name, he doesn't do it. Right. No, 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 I've never said that. I've said he'd get more criticism if he didn't have his dad's name. I've never said he's only there because of his dad's name. He's there because he won F2 and deserves it. Right, anyways, Sorry, this is back my to your argument. hype. Yes, I'll, but this is up. my argument. He won F2. He's a good driver. He's just had a bit of bad luck. Yes, he's crashed a few times, but it's, you know, <laughs> things that we can get over. Things that we can get over. Anyways, he showed how good of a driver he was. He almost got P7, can I add, battling Max Verstappen right to the line on the final lap. I was like screaming for it to happen because they were doing such good hard racing i mean i'd like to say max you know i didn't leave him too much space oh. uh, at some points it was fine you know, you know it's fine i'm just saying you had to back off a couple of times but you know watch it back down let me know um i saw it <laughs> no. i saw it around the final corner i thought they were both going <laughs> in the gravel it, no, it was getting it was getting risky, but Max was proper going no no no, which was re he was doing really good racing. They, it's it an was ego really thing, I think. What do you mean? Like he just didn't want to be overtaken by a Haas. Yeah, to be fair, like, I'm thinking, in a Red Bull. This whole time, I was thinking, so Mick's going for it, but can he actually in general? Because you know, I know Max has got damage, but can he? <laughs> Um, but yeah, amazing performance. K-Mag came P10, so claim that one point. At the end of the day, double points finish for Haas. Um, and yeah, it was just lovely to see the celebrations, uh, knowing that as well. Mick's mum and sister were there, the whole that team celebrating. Yeah, it was very, very well deserved. I'm very pleased. I don't really have much more to add to that. Yeah, fair play, Mick. Well done. Let's move on to Williams. Albon had that pretty horrific incident at the start um yeah. again thankfully he's okay he got bounced all over the place um poor qualifying though from Albon he had the upgrade package and didn't make it out of Q1 seemed to suggest that he was doing cool down laps which no one else did because they were on the inters and it was wet and he was like why are we cooling the tires they need to be warm but Charlotte had her moment I'm having mine Nicholas yeah. Latifi in Q3 what a man Q3 for Nicholas Latifi. Can you believe that? In the old Williams, in tough conditions, he said, nope, I am asserting my dominance on this Formula 1 grid. Q3. I was so, so happy for him. Don't look so disgusted. Dominance. I, I don't even know. My dominance. His dominance, not mine. What a man. Um, Q3. 
Yeah. And before you say he finished out the points, he had damage in the race. It was not his fault. (laughs) Before you say that, Q3 in an old Williams against the whole field in horrible conditions. I told you that he was the best driver ever. Sorry, I got a bit carried away there. That's a bit carried away there. I mean, I think we can't call Dan the Bottas fan anymore, can we? Um, the whole grandstand was just like saying, oh my God, go Tiffy, he's insane. Like Everyone was going mad. They were like, how has he done that? I was at Cops for qualifying and they were just baffled by it. Yeah, if I'm honest, I really don't really know what to say because I don't actually know how he got into Q3. Because he's insane. <laughs> he's not insane. It's he not. got into I'm Q3 sorry. in a Williams. Right, and I said that about Mick Schumacher in a house and, I, and you don't really get the hype. No, fair play, Mick. He got his points. Yeah, fair, but fair play. In a William. Well, you're saying Damn. fair play to Latifi and doing the same to Schumacher. Swings and roundabouts. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Not really. Actually, too much to add with Latifi. It's a shame that he wasn't able to sustain, um, his position within the points. Um, like you say, he had damage, but you know, P12, he wasn't completely last. So he's not last um, in the championship anymore. He's now twentieth. Not 21st. Oh. That is what you call a goat. Thank you very much. The Tiffy hype train begins now. All aboard. <laughs> Moving it's on. not 21st, it's 21st. It's good. Great guy. Q3, can you believe it? That's insane. Right. Alfa Romeo. Pretty shocking weekend, really. Obviously, Joe had that incident. Not his fault. Qualified really, really well. Thank God he's okay from that crash. Massive is the shame, only thing yeah. to say about Joe, really. Uh, Bottas broke my heart he he retired from the race with a gearbox issue um i saw him pulling into the pits got my camera out to film the alfa romeo pit stop and they just pushed him back into the garage and i was (laughs) sad it was very depressing (laughs) it was a very depressing moment okay just i just cried for days on end no i didn't but um he was doing all right till that point he was probably fighting for p6 or 7 and just didn't didn't finish which is kind of sad um Alpha needs to sort out their reliability. But yeah, anything to say on Alpha? Um, well, I feel like he qualified, if you want to say, out of position being in P12. You know, we all know mm. how fast Bottas is, especially on a Saturday. So I did find it surprising for him to be in P12. Um, and, you know, he did work his way up uh, the beginning, you know, of the race. But unfortunately, he had to retire um, after 20 laps. Yeah, it was, it was sad. And, you know, I just wanted him to do well. But, alas, it did not happen. Um, who, who, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Alpha Tauri? Yes, do Alpha Tauri. I was going to say Aston Martin if you wanted. Oh, yeah. Why well, they both begin with A? Then why not? Let's do Aston Martin. Um, Stroll P11, Vettel P9. This is, um, I don't really know. It's kind of Aston Martin's weekend in the sense that, you know, that's about where they are, really. lower end of the points they might scrape a couple probably just outside of it well they had a very very bad qualifying um sebastian vettel was p18 stroll p20 you know the team closest to silverstone is aston martin um and that was definitely not the result they would want um yes we had a lot of retirees and finishing you know p11 and p9 is very good uh, in comparison to their qualifying performance. True. Um, but yeah, honestly, not really too much to add, really. Um, I feel like Sebast- Sebastian Vettel was kind of quiet. I didn't really hear much about him during the race, same with Stroll. Um, but obviously, it's great to see him P9 grab two points. And um, he was just behind Mick Schumacher. And he said at the end of the race that he was screaming for him to go on. And I just thought that was really, really sweet. Just to add yeah, that. I saw that. that was I just cute. thought that was really lovely because it's so nice to see their relationship. It is almost like a f- fatherly figure. Um, so yeah, that was just quite nice. Yeah, the only thing I'll add, and this could just be me going absolutely bonkers. If anyone else was there, please let me know. But I thought the Aston Martin sounded different from all the other cars. They sounded a bit like lower and a bit more growly. That could just be me, and I could be wrong, and I'm going bonkers. But just sounded no, slightly I mean... different, which I thought was slightly interesting. I mean, you're probably not, to be honest. I mean, we didn't, I'm not going to lie, didn't really see much TV coverage. We were mainly staying at the top mm. end of the field. So, um, not a surprise, really. Yeah, so much was happening in this Grand Prix, to be fair. So, um, 
Alphatari. Now we'll do Alphatari. Yeah. Gasly did not finish. Sonoda P14. Um, Sonoda had damage. He crashed with Gasly. He spun them both around. He sustained damage at the start. Bit of a stinker of a Sunday, really. <laughs> when they both span, it really made me laugh. Cause I it was very synchronised, wasn't it? It was so Very Bolero. It was so, like, coordinated and choreographed. It was like, what's going on here? And we didn't <laughs> Three, really see two, the... Three, two, one, spin. <laughs> that's what, but that's the thing, though. You didn't, we didn't see the contact. And all of a sudden, you just saw them spinning. But at the same time, in the same direction. Um... I thought it was kind of cool. I won't lie, um, but yeah, shouldn't be touching, you know, your teammate, <laughs> will to will, no. um, uh, and yeah, not once again, not really much to say. We need more from Yuki. Um, was he involved within the turn one incident as well? I think he just got up? like showered with stuff, which okay, damaged him a yeah. bit. I could be wrong. I don't remember exactly. Because um, I think he was, like, he had to come into the pits or something, or, like, you know, he dropped all the way down the order, and I believe he came to the pits, but I can't exactly remember, which I apologise to the listeners. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's not it's not good for AlphaTauri. They really need to get it together. They do indeed. Right, let's do Alpine. Ocon didn't finish, but fair play to his mechanics. I think they deserved a lot more than what they got because his front wheel was snapped. How he got it back to the pits in the first place with that red flag, I've got no idea. The fact they mended oh. it enough to do nearly a full race distance, even more impressive. Did you see any coverage uh, on the screens of him literally limping back to the pits? No, but I saw him get back to the pit lane about 12 working days after everyone else. Yeah, I, like, I mean, it took, <laughs> it took ages, but honestly, seeing what was left of his tyre... I don't know how it was drivable. The whole, like, wishbone was band. snapped. It, it was a rubber band, literally just going around this big metal thing on his car, if you want to say. Like, it, yeah, it was ridiculous how he got it back. And like you say, to actually get it back in and for them to work on it is great. Obviously, he's quite lucky if you want to say that there was a red flag and it wasn't just like yeah. a safety car or something. Um, so they were able to work on it. But um, I was really gutted to see him uh, retire, especially, uh, you know, he was it was lap 37 he had to retire. Um, so it wasn't too far from the end. Um, and I think he was in the points again. You know, he's just like the silent assassin this year is what I call him. He's just quietly always getting points at the moment mm. so i was gutted about that but a very very good weekend for fernando alonso p5 yeah oh yeah. sorry i thought you were going to carry on yeah p5 i didn't know if you wanted to um, add anything before uh... <laughs> sure um ocon caused a safety car as what i'll add which made things a bit interesting um yeah alonso p5 pretty good weekend he was always there and thereabouts he was never that far behind it was always kind of front three and then Norris and alonso that came past and yeah just a very very quietly good couple of weekends for Fernando. I know last Sunday was a bit poor from him, but his qualifying made it a good weekend. Fair play. The old dog's still got some life in him or whatever the saying is. It's definitely <laughs> not that. It's not that, but I know what you're saying. Um, but it is actually very, very good for um, the Constructors Championship because it does look like Alpine and McLaren are in a battle of their own, especially, you know, if you want to say Fernando and Lando. That was fun to say. Um, <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> I don't know. I was a bit of a tongue twister almost. Um, you know, I think if you want to say, I'd say Fernando sees himself maybe as the number one driver, would you say? But Alonso, no, I think he always sees himself as well. that, though. Even yeah, if he's not. <laughs> um, and obviously Lando's had a lot more success within McLaren and you could call him the number one driver. Um, so seeing those two battle it out towards the end was very interesting. Yeah, I agree. It was. Only a couple of seconds apart as they crossed the line. Let's talk about McLaren. Ricardo had a stinker. I'm sorry, but he was absolutely nowhere. He was stuck behind Latifi. He was just... He was in sort of a DRS train earlier in the race. And I yeah. thought, oh, okay, when Gasly... Gasly was at the front of it. When Gasly moves, he'll, you know, breeze past. And he, he just didn't. He, he was so off the pace all weekend i'm really not sure what happened there i'm sure you'll explain something in a minute uh but lando p6 <laughs> good race from lando in his in his home event probably could have been a bit more but i think p6 he he'll take quite happily 
Yeah, definitely. I think he will. It's quite a shame because for the majority of the race, he was looking to be set for P4. Um, and I thought that's where he could be. Mm. I was almost really like rooting for like Hamilton and uh, Norris to be on the podium together. Yeah, I was thinking, same. please, please, like, can someone else have an issue and they can be on the podium and it'll be so magical. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that didn't happen, unfortunately. Not this year anyways, but... Um, it's still very good points. I don't know what to say about Daniel. I don't have any explanations. I don't actually know what the issue was, um, especially in comparison Slowness. to Lando. Yeah, I think he could say it's a lack of pace, but when you look at Lando and then him, it's just very, very discombobulating. Um, <laughs> what? What's funny about that? That just wasn't the word I was expecting you to say. It's one of my favourite words, actually. You do say it quite a bit, actually. Really? Yeah. I, just, yeah. I just love it. It's such a good word. A t for another word for confusion, I think it is quite confusing. Yeah. It's combobulating. Um, anyways, yeah, he qualified P14 and then, you know. Oh, do you know what, actually? Heartbreak Central. He, on that first um, start, he did really well. I think he shot up to P10. Then they had to reset completely back to the qualifying positions back in p14 um and like hamilton i think he had a bit of a um like worse start um and then yeah i think he just tumbled back down i think it was back to p10 at one point and then just kept tumbling so yeah i just really hope you can have some good luck you know sprint rate split sprint race weekend coming up in austria um so maybe that could be something um yeah, guess we have to see how it works for the McLarens. Yeah, that restart was really baffling. That that really confused me. I was like, why is Science back on pole kind of thing? And he just got given a free pass, basically. And I felt so sorry for Lewis. I think it was because the red flag was flaming before the end of Sector 1. Is that right? And they well, That was their back. reasoning. But I can see I... why it's a rule at the end of the day. I felt sorry I for know. Max. I felt sorry for Hamilton. I felt very upset about Hamilton and there was lots of other people that, you know, like Max was in first, you know, he did a really great start. So it's just like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, they said it was because of sector one and that they hadn't done a full racing lap. But I was like, you you know, we've had times, you know, even with the incident at Cops last year, that wasn't a full racing lap. So I don't know. I think it was, it was sector, sector one. one. Yeah. Yeah. It felt a little bit like, really? Well, Cops took quite a while to be red flagged, didn't it? took a couple of laps but oh, it, it was instant it, i thought no it took a couple of laps because they only did, did it because they needed to mend the tire barrier because i remember lewis was like should i box and the team are like no stay out because they kind of assumed there would be a red flag so it definitely took a little while right, when okay. max crashed at cops but yeah interesting times um merc russell involved in the accident at the start selflessly went over to check on joe tried to get back in his car couldn't restart the car wasn't allowed back in the race because the marshals had touched the car feel bad for him in his home race but lewis hamilton p3 that move at vale i don't think i will ever forget that perez and leclerc battling into the corner we're all looking <laughs> who's gonna come out it wasn't even at vale it was club sorry got excited he's gonna be like who's gonna who's gonna come out in the lead perez or leclerc suddenly hamilton was shooting past us and the grandstand just went mental and it was insane he's he's such a good driver when he has a car underneath him so that was just you know a move just he saw a gap and he went for it defining him as a racing driver but yeah p3 he was fighting for the win at one point and everyone was believing he would win didn't quite win got on a podium no. at his home event i think he'll be happy enough with it but honestly just the crowd were mental for hamilton all weekend they, they weren't really booing Verstappen, but they were making up for it in the fact they were absolutely going hell for leather on the Hamilton support. Oh, hearing the support for Hamilton this weekend was absolutely beautiful. Um, I think it was something that was very needed. Um, you know, it's no secret it's been a very, very difficult start to the year. Um, and obviously last race suspect last weekend uh last race he finished p3 so you know rolling off the back of that podium was looking good um and he was so close to the win there were so many points where i thought this is it you know the ferraris 
were having kind of issues, if you want to say, of their own. Max looked like he was out, you know, he was, I mean, he was out of the podium places. He was dropping down with his own issues. Mm. Uh, Checo was involved in the incident early on with Charles on the opening lap. So he was all the way plumb last after having to pit. Um, so it just looked like Hamilton had it, but not only just did Hamilton have it because everyone else had issues, he was looking so fast. The rate he was catching the Ferraris again from this year, because that's what it felt like last year, the way he was catching Charles was ridiculous, um, was just immense. His pace was immense. And it really did make you think, what could have George done this weekend as well? Especially his first race as a Mercedes driver. I just felt so gutted for him. Um, But obviously P3 is good. Shame it could have been any more for Hamilton. I would have loved to have seen him at least P2, but um, still a great 13th podium for a home race for him. Um, It's a very good statistic. Uh, Yeah, not really much more to say. I just hope that we can keep this momentum. So do I, because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, I'm a massive Hamilton fan, but when you're at Silverstone, I think it's impossible not to be, unless you're a diehard Max fan, because the crowd are just mental for him. And I do love Lewis, you know, I, I always want him to do well. But it's just insane, the support he gets there. Because even when he overtook Lando, you would have thought he'd overtaken Max. The grandstand went mental. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, I thought this would be so much more split than this. That's you know, there are a couple of I, Lando fans yeah. that are sulking. But most of them were just oh. like, go on, Lewis, even if they had a Lando hat on. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't really know what to do. It's like, it's like me cheering when there. someone scores against Spurs. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> But, well, nah, this is the thing is like, if I feel like Seb here, like you're going, if you're you're always a Ferrari fan, I feel like if you're going Silverstone, you have to like be a fan of Lewis in general. Like you will have this support because of who he is, how long he's been racing for. You're at the British Grand Prix. Like it, and I think being surrounded by everyone, especially like really like diehard fans or just fans of British drivers and things like that, you will just feel that energy and be like, come on, Lewis. Um, so, yeah. That's the city. <laughs> I love that. You've got to be there next year, man. You've got to be there to do that next I year. I really want to. I just missed out on tickets this year. That was my Get on the thing. pit straight. Get on the pit straight. Couldn't recommend it really enough. I really want to. You would have I seen really Sam do. Ryder this year. You love Sam Ryder. Oh, um, quick mention of Sam Ryder. What a blooming national anthem. I he really just, enjoyed it. He's just the Lots sweetest guy. Oh, they need to go away. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of people weren't a fan of it. I can kind of see why, because it was a bit of like a jazzed up anthem. But I really liked it, personally. I thought it was good. I thought it was cool. The Red Arrows timed their fly pass perfectly. It was so cool. Uh, anyway, As Red Louis Ball. Walsh says, he made no. it his own, you know. Throw I can't back believe to you X quoted Factor. Louis Walsh of all people. Yeah, throw back Louis to X Factor. On this he podcast. made it his own. Is that go. Irish? It's my Irish accent. You're normally quite good at accents. <laughs> That's not one of your finest. Um, <laughs> Verstappen, P7, had half an hour for Tari lodged in him throughout the whole race. Just had no pace, bodywork damage, etc. But Perez just came out of nowhere to suddenly finish P2. Overtook Hamilton at safety car restart. Held that. Fair play, Perez. I think that's a good weekend. You're grimacing like you disagree with me. But he was plumb last near the beginning. And then, like, it just wasn't following him at all, really. And then he crossed the line second. I mean, yeah. Fair, fair play. No, honestly, I I don't really know almost how it happened. <laughs> um, uh, very quick word on Max. Yeah, it's a shame about this weekend because he had a lot of potential, and especially when he got to pass Carlos, because Carlos that like just went off track. Um, it looked like he had it, but that car was not hacking it. You know, he went over the debris of an Alpha Tauri, and that was it. I would like to say I'm almost quite surprised he was able to maintain p7 in the sense of the amount of pace that he was lacking i was kind of thinking is he gonna fall out of the points here so i think p7 despite it being you know nowhere near um the podium places and stuff i think that's actually still a decent result um you know he didn't finish with one point and not even two points and stuff he still got six points which it's still a, you know, a, a yeah. kind of nice number of points, to be fair. So, you know, well done to him. Sergio Perez, I mean, like I said earlier, plumb last. And then all of a sudden, 
at the safety car, he was P4, and I thought, oh no, he's going to mm. get Hamilton. I don't like the look of this. And yeah, he was looking great, wasn't he? Um, and yeah, just an absolute insane battle between uh, Checo, Lewis, and Charles. And even you can see uh, uh, Fernando and Lando in the back as well, trying to get involved. But um, yeah, amazing. And once he got ahead with P2, off he went. So yeah, insane result. And it was lovely to see Checo's dad uh, watching him on the podium. Oh, that was so cute. The image of Anthony Hamilton and Sergio's dad. Um, with Tom Cruise just looking on like a proud father across at the two fathers. It's honestly the best image ever. I just love Checo's dad so much. He's, He's like a big walking, man. yeah, a big walking bundle of joy. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, anyway, we have just actually taken ages talking about all this. Let's quickly talk about Ferrari. Uh, Leclerc P4, fair play, had a bit of problems with his car, kind of dropped back a bit, but not a terrible result. Complained about strategy a lot. Seemed to get a telling off from Bonotto. Uh, but Carlos Sainz, first pole, first win. What a weekend for Carlos. I'm so happy for him, and I'm glad that I was able to witness it. Yeah, on his 150th Grand Prix start, he was able to claim um, his first ever win in Formula 1 and become the second only Spanish driver to have won a... Uh, Formula One race, which is an amazing feat. Obviously, you know, he had a little bit of luck on his side. Max was out of it. And yes, I mean, we do need to discuss Ferrari's strategy. I do not understand completely still why we they didn't bring in Charles Leclerc when it was the safety car and pit him for new tyres because the safe, safe tyres, that's not what I meant to say, soft tyres were obviously the most favourable choice considering they had an extra set due to the wet conditions for qualifying. Um, it, it just seemed ridiculous. You kind of left him hung out to dry a little bit, like you could say Abu Dhabi last year. Um, you know, the person in, yeah, they went for track position, but that just meant that he was going to be eaten alive by the fresh attire people. Um, and then they were asking on the radio for Carlos to back everyone else behind uh, for show um, to help him out. And Carlos was like, no, I'm not going to do that and then jeopardise myself and things like that. So, you know, there was a little bit of friction, if you want to say. Um, but Carlos had a really good start and basically showed, no, I'm going to get the win, which I think is fair enough. But massive shame for Charles. He looked like he was the faster Ferrari driver, to be fair, on Sunday. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of things going on with Ferrari's strategy once again, which uh, I think they need to sort out because this keeps happening this year. Um, and yeah, like I say, or like I say, like you have said, P4, not too shabby. But I think he deserved to be on the podium, to be fair, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Ferrari and strategy just go together like cheese and eggs. They don't. Not sure why I came out with that analogy, but you're welcome for it. Um, I'm so happy for Science though. He deserves a win. He really, really does deserve a win. Because I love really him. really does. And this could be his start of his World Championship bid. Maybe my prediction isn't dead in the water for Carlos Science, 2022 World Champion. Me in engine mode, backing him up. Um... <laughs> cool, right, moving on. To be uh... fair, actually, he's not <laughs> far off uh, Charles. He's only 11 he's points behind him. Yeah, he's so close. But they are also on, a lot more off from Max Verstappen. However, oh, he did take a hit this important. weekend. He did. He did take a hit this weekend. He did. So, so you did know... Russell. Lewis has closed up on Russell as well. Mm, indeed. Anyways... Let's rattle through the awards in the little time we have remaining. Driver of the day. I don't think mine's very surprising. I said to Dan before we click record, I feel like I say him every week, but I have put Lewis Hamilton. Fair. Can't argue with it. P3, he home crowd. Just, just he was just on form this weekend. The racing he was doing, oh, it was lovely. Fair. That was Carlos Sainz. Can't be anyone else, can it? P1, someone has to say him. Jay's not here to say him, so I'm saying him. Very P1, nice. Carlos Sainz, Vamos, uh, team of the day. I said, I'm saying Haas for my team of the day. <laughs> and I'm saying it first because I know you're going to say Haas because you spoke about this. Um, yeah, Haas, <laughs> double points finish. Yeah, now who are you going to pick for your team of the day? Well, I still would like to say Haas. Um, well, this is only why is I say cool this. the nature of golf. Because um, 
there was all issues with everyone else, if you'd like to say. Mercedes, obviously, uh, George was out of it early. Actually, no, I'm going to say Mercedes because Lewis Hamilton, P3, and George has just been a hero. So that is who I'll say is my second person. Second person? Second team. But yeah, shout out to, uh, to be fair, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Um, flop of the day. Who is your flop of the day? Um, I mean, you kind of pointed it out to me, and I don't really want to say it, but I think we've got to, is Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, I, um, I kind of agree. Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't a very good day. Obviously, like I said, it a really good start. Then he had to restart again, and I, he did make up places, but he dropped down, and I don't know what the issue was, and it's just very difficult when you're looking at someone like Lando, who was almost, like, touching podium positions, um, mm. and he's all the way out the points, so yeah. Yeah, not ideal at all. I kind of wanted to say uh, Ricardo, but I'll say Sonoda, purely because he had a bit of a stinker. Um, and I don't really know who else to say, <laughs> so I'm going to say Yuki. Um, mistake of the day. Uh, mine is Sonoda uh, taking out Gasly, having a little spin. I think I said Sonoda taking out Yuki earlier. I meant Sonoda taking out Gasly, if I did. I can't remember <laughs> what I said. Um, yeah. I meant Sonoda taking out Gasly. But yeah, I think that's a pretty obvious mistake of the day there. Um, I kind of want to say Ferrari for not boxing Charles. It Yes. Um, That's a good one. I kind of want to say the marshal for touching George's car. And I love marshals. They do an amazing job. But apparently he told them not to touch it. And then they've just loaded it on the back of a lorry anyway. I don't know if I can say that because I feel horrible yeah. saying that because of the amazing it, job marshals do. And they do do an amazing job. It was a hard one because he did jump back in the car and try to get it going. And he, for some reason he couldn't switch the engine on. So if that's the case, I don't know what he could have done. It's not like he could have pushed it all the way around the track because... yeah. That would have been like. Go on, guys, put you back into it. After the red card, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> As they're going along. So, yeah, I think it, you know, it's just a massive shame because George definitely could have been able to restart the race. But, you know, the rules and regulations are there, it's set in place for a reason. And it's just a shame that, um, yeah, he couldn't get it started. Otherwise, he would have been able to limp back to the pits. Yeah, indeed. Best overtake. I think we're going to agree on this one. That bit. Through goes Hamilton, but yeah, close enough. <laughs> damn it, damn You've it, damn it. I'm it too right. excited. Take I two, think take I wrote... two, take two. Say again, say again. Through goes Hamilton. There we go, that's more like it. Crofty had a voice crack and a half, if that's what he sounded like. But yeah, <laughs> what a move. Unbelievable. As I say, I was just there. Leclerc Perez, Perez Leclerc's got a car in front. Oh my God, it's Lewis. Grandstand goes mad, limbs everywhere. I have another one, to be fair. Oh. Take part two. It's just it's basically the same around the same time. Part two of um cops of Charles and oh, Lewis. Yes, I like that. And they showed us how to battle at cops. And I think Lewis even threw shade from last year in an interview after the race uh, about you know his past. Uh, we shall say. Um, uh, but yeah, it was a really good move. Like Leclerc was on the outside, but kept it ahead fair can't disagree can't disagree um uh, luck of the day i'm putting gallo signs um yes but not not in the sense of like oh he's lucky to what? have won no no not in the sense of that oh okay i'm I know meaning it say. i'm meaning it kind of just more of like how everything fell into place of like you know they didn't the strategy for ferrari obviously favoured him you know max had an issue so you know someone who was really 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 fast uh this season was out of it um and i think having kind of those two cont like the main championship protagonists of this year so you know that we've been speaking about a lot were out of it and i feel like it was a lot easier but his restart and tackling you know checo Charles, and lewis still he did some really good moves yeah, I've put Carlos. Yeah, fair. I'm going to say, and I don't really know how to word it, the fact we had a red flag, meaning the cars were crawling around and the protest wasn't more dangerous than it is. Don't know how yeah. to word that, but I honestly dread to think what would have happened. Um, unluck of the day. 
I put Russell. Yeah, George put Russell. Russell. Because, you know, like we've said already, he could have started the car, you know, potentially. Um, and especially it being his first Grand Prix as a Mercedes driver, something that I think a lot of fans have been excited for and the form he's been on this year uh, was a massive shame as it's ended his top five, um, you know, finishes. Uh, I can't think. Consecutive finishes. There we go. Yeah. Uh, it's ended that. So... Yeah, massive shame for him. Yeah, I agree. Can't think of a different one. Um, very quickly, actually, back to team of the day. I want to say a special mention to Jean Tot and his team that pushed the halo through. Because Joe would probably be dead, if not have very serious injuries without it. As would Roy Nassani in F2, which was a terrible accident, to be honest. Charles um, Leclerc back in 2018. Yeah, that, well, that's, I was just Hamilton talking about last year at Monza. But Nassani in F2 was this weekend. Um, oh I my god! Was it the... it. Oh, I saw that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know that was um, who the drivers were. I just saw it was yeah, like a yeah. Red Bull and another car. Oh my goodness, that was bloody terrifying. Can we please get rid of sausage curds because this is ridiculous? Like I said, I saw it now... happening. I saw him go even off. Even like I just said now, Monza with Lewis and Max last year. Sausage curd, boom! Max is yeah. on top of Lewis's car. Like, what? It's just like, it was a horrible moment where I knew what was going to happen and no one can do anything. I saw him go off, I saw him lock up, I saw a sausage curb ahead of him and I was just like, in that split second, I was like, oh, this isn't going to end well. Bang into Dennis Hauger. Thankfully, we have the halo. Sorry, Dennis Hauger went bang into Ronasani. Thankfully, we have the halo. Whew. Um, Underrated driver of the day. Um, I first put this, which I don't think is actually underrated, but I did put the halo. Um as a thing, as an underrated thing. Don't say it's underrated. It was more of just I wanted to mention it, but you have just mentioned it. So it's kind of lost its importance. Um <laughs> Um but yeah, it's just a basic I just wanted to shout it out because yeah, it's one of the best inventions I think Formula One and Motorsport could have done. Anyways, uh my underrated <laughs> driver is Fernando Alonso. Ooh, because good choice. I think it was just kind of a quiet P5. I don't think people really were like, wow, P5 for Fernando Alonso, when actually it's a really good result. And like yeah. I say, very good for the Constructors' Championship against McLaren. I agree. Um, I'm going to say Perez. Yeah. Uh, okay, I thought you were going to object to that more than you did. Um, no, because I, he was nowhere, and then suddenly he was second. So, fair play, Checo. You know, he's proven himself very well this year. Big fan. Well done. He's very um, good. Weirdest moment of the weekend. What are you saying? I won't lie. I've struggled on this because a lot happened. But I think I'm just going to go back to Sonoda and Gasly. Okay. Because they, the choreographed spin was a little bit strange. And especially in the TV coverage, you didn't see them collide. So you just saw them both spinning around the same time <laughs> in the same direction of the same point of their cast. So it was like, Did you? what's going on? It was like, <laughs> what is happening? That. That's my tomorrow <laughs> Mad. Um, I don't know if the TV cameras picked this up, because as I say, I haven't watched it back, but it happened right in front of me. Um, did they pick up the moment when Latifi crossed the finish line and just stopped on the straight? No. However, we did see yellow flag sector one, but they never said why. We were just following around Carlos. Um, and I thought, why is there a yellow flag in Sector 1? And there you yes. go, thank you for telling me. Well, there you go. Latifi uh, crossed the line and then immediately conked to a stop. Just showing Charlotte a picture, just so the listeners know kind of what I'm doing. And he just stopped so there, in front of us. There was a lot of chat at times, and I think we heard it with Carlos as well, about fuel consumption. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, the only is. thing I can think it is. Um, but yeah, he just got out of his car and plodded back to the pits. Which, uh, on Sky Sports F1 night, Crofty and Martin Brundle were like, well, this is a track that shouldn't really be affecting people's fuel consumption because they were telling Carlos to lift and coast, which obviously it's not good when you've got Hamilton trying to breathe down your neck and yeah. uh, overtake you. Um, just, just slow it down, Carlos, you know, nothing to worry they, they about. They were literally like, we need to do that. So then Hamilton's like, hammer time. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a little bit strange to hear fuel consumption, especially, you know, we had the red flag and things, so... Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I still don't know. So that's all I can assume. But they never said why. We just saw yellow flag sector one after the checker flag, and I thought, well, yeah. who's having a problem? Who's, what's yeah, going it was on? Latifi. 
um, who just pulled over and stopped. So, yeah, that was my weirdest moment of the weekend. Right, very quickly, let's do our awards. Uh, Not our awards, we just did those. Let's do our predictions. Let's revisit them from what we made before the weekend. Who did you put on poll? I put Lewis. Oh, yeah, of course you did. Sentimental. I did it. No, I did it for manifestation, didn't I? Yeah, not quite. (laughs) Uh, I put Max, which also didn't happen. Go on, are you going to explain No, no, I was just going to say, you know, which at first it looked like he could have, you know, he was had a potential to, but um, yeah, yeah, the mixed conditions, but vamos, Carlos! Uh, Podium. Once again, manifestation. I put Lewis to win, uh, which at one point I was like, yes, it worked! (laughs) Uh, And then I put Max and George. Oh, that is zero out of three. Um, I actually had quite a good weekend on this front. I said Leclerc, which I got wrong. I got the wrong Ferrari. And then I said Perez and Hamilton, second and third. I think that's pretty impressive because that's quite a rare podium. But I wrote that's, it down. I was, right. I said I, Perez and Hamilton. That, that's I quite impressive. I just looked at Dan with my mouth open because I forgot he said that. And that is extremely impressive. Go oh, on. I forgot I said that. <laughs> I'm really pleased listen, we're reading that back. Wow. <laughs> good big up me well done um who's your positive surprise um you weren't really sure about this but i said lando norris yeah i mean i think sixth is kind of where you expect him to finish and i think it could have been more so i don't know it could have been more. yeah but i still think it's decent considering if you're uh, yeah comparing it's not a horrible comparing the form uh, and results for the rest of the season so far. It's it is a positive surprise, and as well, it was very nice to see the support he had. It looked insane, the amount of people chanting yeah. Lando, and at the end, uh, oh when my there was... god, the amount of sleep I lost from Lando being shouted in the campsite oh is god, horrendous, <laughs> all I mean, night long. <laughs> Lando was loving it. You know, we've seen on his social media, he was absolutely, like, yeah. completely, like, egging the crowd to keep going, go away, and all that Did stuff. you see the Sonoda chant? At yeah. the fan zone, at, like, ten at night, people were just going, oh, Yuki oh, And it was like, what? what? Where's that come from? But I loved it. Um, mine was Alonso, which I am very much taking. P5. I've had a great weekend, actually, you on the prediction front. You are doing front. great. I've done go well. on. What was one of your bold predictions? You know, it's quite painful because I, I, I mean, yeah, I put four DNFs, so that's oh. quite fun. But then there I said due four. to mechanical issues because I wanted to be extra bold. Ochon's, Gasly's, Botter. Oh, you got three. Yeah. You got three. Oh, that's so unlucky. That's so unlucky. Three of them were mechanical. Three of them weren't. Oh, man. Okay. If only Max retired... I could have added that. I only say it because he had an issue. Um, yeah. Not just me wanting him to retire, but because he yeah. had the floor issue. If he just retired, <laughs> I could God have got my Max. <laughs> Make him look stupid. <laughs> oh, no, that was, good. that was a good effort. Um, I said Bottas top six, which if he had finished, I think would have happened. But he, he didn't. Yeah, I think he would have come sixth. Maybe seventh, but we'll say sixth, you know, positive vibes. Um, but that didn't happen. What was your other one? Album top ten. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh dear. I know. I Did know. you see the wall? I can't remember if I sent it to you already, but the wall after he crashed has got a big old scuff in it. Yes, and right, actually, that's a what I wanted to mention earlier. I saw bits of the like um the uh, uh oh I can't speak because I'm tired. Um, the indent the in the track. Yeah. Okay. Yes, the the, the track. There we go. The road. What the road. Like <laughs> it's just a casual road. <laughs> DM25. <laughs> yeah, you know, the road on the way back was just, you know, chock-a-block of everyone leaving Silverstone. Oh, um, what chaos. <laughs> um, no, the tarmac from Joe, uh, basically, yeah, just the, yeah, just thought that was insane. It was like at least, what was it, like an inch or a centimetre taken away, something like that? That's what someone say. Yeah, what, depth-wise? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a chunk. <laughs> it was a chunk. Because um, I saw someone kind of trip on it a bit. Where their oh, shoe really? kind of went boom when I was on the track after the race. Yeah, when everyone was on it, I wasn't oh. protesting. Everyone was on the track. But yeah, <laughs> someone kind of went, oh, what was that? So, pretty mad. Wow. <clears throat> Time for my second world prediction. What prediction right. do you make every week, Charlotte? Every single week, you say 
Schumacher points, and it never happens. I've never said it before. I thought, Shah says this every week. I'm going to say it this week and see what happens. He's only gone and bloody done it. Schumacher points. Positive, uh, bold prediction. Yes! Well, I'm not mad because... Yeah, you want to be mad, but you can't true. be mad. <laughs> because it came true. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy with that prediction. Do we have um, engine modes predictions written down, Dan? I don't have them written down, but I can find them very quickly. A few moments later. And seamlessly, I've got the results. No one will ever know that it took us 15 minutes to find. Um, he said that Charles Leclerc would be on pole. That didn't yeah, happen. Boring. He said the podium <laughs> would be Perez, Sainz and Russell. He's got the top two in the wrong oh. order and Russell completely wrong. But Positive surprise. Oh, go on, go different, on. Um, that was going to say different Mercedes driver, but a Mercedes driver in third. That's true. That is true. That is true. Positive surprise. He said Bottas. I said yay. And now we're both crying. Um, two bold tie, two bold predictions, not two bold ties. He said there'll be tie drama involving the Pirelli tires. No, and he said Latifi points, which actually isn't as an outrageous prediction as it sounded in the preview. But no, so he end, had a bit of a stinker. But... Sorry, Dan. Close, so close. Um, and uh, I think we can also announce that he is not hairless because uh, no, it wasn't a double or triple British podium. <laughs> he still got his beard because it wasn't he a Mercury, and, and he still got his eyebrows and everything like that. <laughs> Deary me. Right, that, that's it for the Silverstone review. I, I cannot get my head around how good that Grand Prix was to see live and the drama that it was and to see Lewis closing every lap. I can't wait until tomorrow. This is Tuesday night. I can't wait till tomorrow to watch it back in the day and actually see all the battles as they happened. I can't, I honestly cannot wait you're in you're in for a treat dan it was a good one i'm so happy that it's soon austria up next sprint race weekend um we'll hopefully preview that at some point soon not very long not long a gap at all but please follow us on twitter at underscore track talk leave us a five star review on itunes leave us a five star review on spotify any closing comments sure um Shame. This is for this is for um, Jay. Shame to not see uh, Nick DeVries there this weekend. <laughs> I'm sure. On the grid or just in general? <laughs> just anywhere. I'm just trying oh, to right. add Nick DeVries. I've just realised we haven't said his name. We haven't. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, in all seriousness, very happy to see both drivers okay after that serious crash. Thank you again to the Marshals yeah. and to the Halo. And uh, just absolutely love the British Grand Prix. I actually forgot how incredible Silverstone Circuit is. I just forgot, like, I just There's forgot so often rumours that it won't be there. There's so like, rumours that it's no. coming to the end of its contract. Are we going to see somewhere else, a London street race? I'm sorry, but we cannot lose that track from the calendar. Same as Spa which is under threat for next year. Silverstone is under threat for next year, but still, we cannot lose Silverstone from the calendar. It is one of the best racetracks in the world, hands down. And it's historic. Like, yeah. just down to that, it's the same argument with Monaco. Yeah, Monaco hasn't got the best racing, but it's amazing place to go to see Formula One cars driving in the streets. And then, both. same with Silverstone. It's been on the calendar and in Formula One for over, what, 70 years? Because we had the 70th anniversary in mm. 2020 uh so 72 there we go quick maths um <laughs> um oh it's just an amazing circuit and you can see how much it is loved by the drivers by the fans by the f1 community just everyone is always looking forward to going to silverstone so it and going go it down, has it. gravel i love I it I've got some of the Silverstone gravel. I grabbed a handful and put it in my bag. Gravel at a racing track just means it's a good racing track because it means it's a track. It's not a street circuit. It's a proper track with history steep behind it. And it often produces amazing racing. And Silverstone is the best racetrack on the Formula 1 calendar. And I will not hear otherwise. Passionate rant over. Um, and on that note, I think, you know, we've ended on gravel. I think that's the only way we can end it on, Dan. Like Carlos Sainz, we've ended in a gravel trap. But not this weekend, because he did very well in the race. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys very much. He, always, he loves gravel. He went off at Beckett's, and he probably saw some gravel or something. I don't know. Fair play to Carlos. What a legend. Shah, uh, thanks for coming and chatting. Yes, uh, I mean, yeah. This was fun, Dan. was. Thanks very much for listening to our complete random rambling. Uh, we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Thank mm -hmm. you.